0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective, featuring the friars from St. Patrick Church in Columbus. And now, Dominican Dimensions. Welcome to the Dominican Dimensions, a half-hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, Mm. and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. Today I'm joined in the studio by my fellow Mm. friar, Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's begin by offering a prayer to Our Lady. Hail Hail Mary, full full of of grace, the Lord Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're going to talk about authentic liberty in Christ. Um, liberty is something that is desired as part of our, our our nature. As we grow, we we have a the desire to to follow the path that seems best to us. Um, and yet, uh, sometimes, as we know, the world uh, offers paths of of apparent liberty that Lead us away from Christ. So, Father Hayes, how would you sum up authentic liberty in Christ?
1: Well, I think I don't want to do it that fast. <laughs> um, I think it, this Did has you just to be set brought the background a little. Well, bit? I think we need background, yeah, okay. because uh, liberty is one of those words that it's very much uh, part of the modern age. Right. In fact, uh, the arg- the argument in could be made that the Enlightenment period. You know, the, from the 1600s on, is all about uh, this, the human race discovering liberty and autonomy uh, by precisely by a rejection of Christ and His gospel.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay, I don't know if it would be put that boldly, except by some of the more radical thinkers like Voltaire. But you know, when he says that, you know, what do you do with the church? Well, you know, you know, wipe out the infamy. You know mm-hmm. of that that is the church uh we're talking about you know we we're, we're talking about a pattern of looking at liberty uh which is i think inconsistent with an authentic humanity mm-hmm. uh indeed, I would say the way you put it you know we, everybody doing what we want is precisely is precisely the problem that mm-hmm. uh, in the book of judges as i never uh failed to love to quote. Its last verses are about this precisely. Okay, uh, uh, in those days, this is Judges 20, uh, uh, verse 25 in the last chapter. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own sight. <laughs> Every Everybody did what they wanted. Now what that means is, you know, God was supposed to be the ruler of Israel. He was the one who shepherded his people Israel. Mm-hmm. When there is no king in Israel, it means that even God is not israel's ruler anymore mm. that everyone is doing what they think is right in their own sight mm-hmm. and that's what we look at liberty isn't doing what you want to do mm. but that's license it's not real freedom you know, and real freedom is going to be seen by uh by living a life that is aimed at the fullness of what it is to be human you know, I mean, a person who is, does what they want is not necessarily a free person. Indeed, I think sometimes people who do what they want are anything but free. You mm-hmm. know, the alcoholic, for instance, who, is, who, who wants to drink. That's what I want to do. I want to drink. I want to keep drinking. I'm not going to be separated from this. I can stop anytime I want, right? All the arguments. And they are chained. They are a slave to drink. Mm-hmm. But you could look at this in other ways. Fear can be the same kind of thing. You know, there are people who in this world, you know, are just terrified of, uh, of all kinds of things that might happen, Correct. you know, about the security of the country, about uh, social division, about uh, hypothetically in a year of COVID, you know, uh, diseases and sicknesses and all this business, you know, where uh, people are, are controlled by this. This is not free, free living. They might be doing what they want to do, but it's, there's no liberty in it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, it's a constrained kind of liberty, a kind, constrained kind of life. To, to find true liberty, you, I think you need, first of all, a clear image of what authentically uh, human flourishing is, what it is to be fully human. And then the second thing is you need to grow in the direction of a progressive liberty, that frees you for that kind of a life, and the question is, what kind of human are we talking about? Because the present age has all kinds of false kinds of not only gods but me- kinds of humanity. You know, the for you know, Marxism. You know, humanity is is mass man. You know, it's not so much the, what the individual does; it's what the whole collectivity enjoys. And so mm-hmm. there will be you know, the eggs broken on the way to making uh, the omelet, which is the dictatorship of the proletariat, Mm -hmm. that we should expect hardship. And if hardship has to be inflicted on people to get them in line, you know, then by all means, let us do this. And you see this in all the totalitarianisms, which are characteristic of the 20th and 21st century. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're called to something different. And I would suggest that this that authentic freedom is found with a vision of what to, it is to be fully human is to be free in Jesus Christ.
0: Right, because you could you could contrast what most people think of as liberty with um, the saying of Christ to his disciples, if you would be my disciple, take up your cross daily right. and follow me. Yeah, You know, that's, it seems the antithesis of liberty, and yet that is... Really, in Christ, that's authentic human flourishing. It's taking up our cross daily and following him.
1: But that's, in fact, the only way to an authentic freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, the scriptures are all about freedom. I mean, the whole exodus is about freedom from slavery. Now, this is the point. God rescues his people from slavery and brings them to a land where they can be free, where they can worship him freely, mm-hmm. because that's what the land is for, that he and He may and his people may have this relationship where he will be their God and they will be his people. This is why they need their own land. They can't do it in pagan Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so um, when so the whole Exodus is about being called out. And, of course, this is the whole pattern of Lent for us, is being called out of slavery to sin, mm-hmm. to our cravings, to those things which bind us in, into the freedom of the children of God. Yeah. Right. And the, the thing is, if you don't take up the cross of Christ— you're going to inevitably find another cross in your life that you are going to run from and be terrified from, whether it's you know, the fear of losing your powers, your pleasures, uh, your health, your relationships. Mm-hmm. you know, All these things can be sought of as false gods. All of them can be chains. All of them <clears throat> uh, hold back our humanity from developing.
0: Yeah, a great image of this is in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yes. You know, Jacob mm-hmm. Marley's ghost appears to Scrooge at the very beginning, of the book and um marley shows that he has a very long chain you know Mm -hmm. it's the chain has locks and keys and you know um all all these things having to do with 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 banking and money which was what marley thought was his business Mm -hmm. you know that was his business um and yet he thought he was exercising his liberty by doing you know what he wanted you know making Mm -hmm. money but in fact he was only weaving a chain and he tells scrooge you know you just don't see it yet you know yours was this long years mm-hmm. ago you know when i died and it's and you've been adding to it ever since so so that along those lines of yeah. we if we don't i paradoxically if we don't take up the cross mm-hmm. we're creating another kind of a withered, of burden yeah a you know? withered
1: and um a withered and crippled kind of humanity
0: Right. And we just don't, we may not see it at the time, but eventually we will. Eventually we will. Yeah.
1: yeah. So um, it's interesting, I think, when you look at when the law of Moses is given in Exodus, we have the Ten Commandments given, and then the people, having heard ten of the 630 commandments, break it around and say to Moses, okay, you talk to him, because we don't hear that voice anymore. Mm-hmm. And then God um, you know, finishes chapter 20 by reiterating the Business Against False Gods, and talking about, you know, in symbols about how his worship is what he's in charge of, that don't even take a chisel to the stones of the altar. You know, that those have to be, you know, they're they're shaped by, they have to be uncut stones, because we're not going to let you shape, you're not going to let you shape the the worship of God, my worship, in the slightest. Mm. You're going to follow me. You're going to learn from me on this. And then it goes into the ordinances and regulations of, israel and what do you suppose the very first category is it's slaves hmm. how to treat slaves you know and it's interesting because of course the whole point of being freed from uh, egypt was to be to shape a free people now this the first regulations talk about you know hebrew slaves you know people are were sold into slavery sell themselves into slavery which you could do that or you're parents selling into slavery, uh, for Hebrew slaves, you know, a slave uh, is supposed to only serve seven years, and then you're freed. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless you decide that you love your master and you love your the husband and wife and family you've got with them, and so you don't want to be free. You want to continue as a slave. You can do that. The law of God permits you to do that, but you've got to go and have your ear put against the doorpost so it can be pierced with an awl so that you are marked permanently as the man who gave up his freedom freely to be a slave. Mm. You know, So you're marked forever, you know, and you can't get out of your slavery again. You get this one chance to get out of slavery, mm-hmm. and if you don't have it, you're marked for life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is how we are with our sins. You know, we get, because we, we happily take our sins, which is to take on new chains, mm-hmm. know, to right. take on new crosses, to take on new, new, uh, a new slavery, and not to seek an authentic freedom, you know, an authentic liberty. Because uh, th- paradoxically, as you point out, you know, we, to pick up your cross, uh, to follow Christ, we do that freely, as he freely picked up his right. cross, you know, uh, John's Gospel emphasizes this when he says that Jesus went out bearing the cross by himself. In John's Gospel, we don't see Simon of Serena. Mm-hmm. John is emphasizing that Jesus is in control of this passion of his. He is doing this freely. He is he can, he can pick up his life, and he can lay it down again, and he can pick it up again
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the resurrection. He is absolutely free. And the thing about the slave's cross, because that's what crosses were for. It's for killing you know, rebels and slaves is uh, to keep order in the society. Uh, to give a death so horrible that no slave, uh, that slaves would continue spending their whole life doing all the cruel field work of slaves, all the hard work and labor, uh, rather than face the cross. Hmm. This is how we live uh, in the face of the possibility of the loss of our favorite sins. Hmm. You know whether it's drink or sex or uh, self-indulgence or our petty anger, you know. Mm -hmm. I just have sort of a sharp temper. You know, people have to sort of deal with me as I am. Mm -hmm. You know, we make excuses for the chains we bear, for the slaveries we choose. And this is not liberty. This is not liberty.
0: You're listening to the Dominican Dimensions, a half hour of lively discussion about Catholic issues from a Dominican perspective. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. I'm joined in the studio by Father Stephen Dominic Hayes, and we've been discussing authentic liberty in Christ. How we um, take up our cross daily to follow Christ, and how that, paradoxically, is freedom. That's authentic liberty. And in fact, when we do the opposite, um, when we choose our own way, as Father Hayes quoted from the very end of the book of Judges: When everyone does what he or she thinks is right in his or her sight, you know we end up enslaved. You know we end, and that's and that's what happens in our sin. You know we we make our own chains. You know we make we forge our own burdens. You know that we, that we will see one day sooner or later
1: because we have shaped our own reality. We no longer see things as they are, which would be to as God sees them, because mm-hmm. He is reality. He sees reality.
0: Right. And I was thinking about how how paradoxical it is to say that when Jesus says to his disciples, he tells them that he is going to be handed over and crucified and mm-hmm. put to death and rise on the third day, and he says, If you would be my disciples, take up your cross daily and follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, the nature of a cross typically is that you only get crucified once and then right. and then you're you've died. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. But he says, take up your cross daily, implying that for most of us it's going to be that daily willingness to take up that cross um but there's something about taking up the cross as you were saying Father Hayes willingly that when we choose that willingly it is a tremendous act of freedom mm-hmm. rather than um simply choosing our own will you know making our own self you know god on our own sight we're actually choosing um something that might be difficult but we're we're choosing that in 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 a way so that um, rather than forging a hidden chain in our life, we're actually doing something redemptive. We're actually taking something that's a suffering and transforming it into an act of love, you know, taking something that could be seen as simply, um, you know, a complaint and then turning it into uh, a gift of kindness. Um, As you're mentioning Simon of Cyrene, perhaps Simon of Cyrene originally thought, you know, I, I'm the most unlucky guy, and go walking to Jerusalem this day. You know, I get, I have to k- help this this man carry his cross. And later, mm-hmm. he realized, you know, I've never been given a greater gift right. than be able to carry this burden for my Lord. And and the fact that the scriptures, the Gospels, know him and know his name and his kids, names. and his kids. It's obvious that mm-hmm. he's become a follower of Christ. Otherwise, mm-hmm. how would they know? That's right. So for him, that taking of the cross quite literally you know, um, became a great gift. It became something free instead of something that was that was coerced.
1: I think many times the language we use, especially when we're training people, uh, gives the impression that we're all about the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're beginning something, you're catechizing kids, you do have to teach beginners rules if you're going to uh, move on to expertise and the skill. So if you're going to become a great human being, there are certain rules maybe before you actually have experience of what authentic freedom and virtue are that you need to be keeping mm-hmm. uh but I, so I think maybe we haven't been talking too much as much as we should about the authentic freedom and joy that come in a life of of following Jesus Christ, you know mm-hmm. for instance like our celibacy as as religious and priests you know people seem to have think we're people see that as a burden and i I think some some clergy even has seen this as a burden, rather than as something that is an imitation of Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and something freely chosen, mm-hmm. and uh, something which transforms and gives joy. Right, you know, marriage life. Married. Life, I'm not saying that married life doesn't have joys and so forth, but it's got a different set of joys. And frankly, I find it myself. This is speaking for me. I find the look of it much more complicated. Mm-hmm. than my life, which is one of the benefits <laughs> of my choice for religious life. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was interested in being religious long before I was interested in being a priest. Mm. You know, to, I think, I think in it, I, we had a, a lot of death in my family when I was five years old. And I think I got the, it in my head early that, you know, we're passing out of this world anyway, so you might as well figure out what you're going to do on the other side. Mm. And so know i, I, I hmm. it's a it, anyway i just throw that out but yeah. i think i think freedom and joy are what really attract people right. to uh the life a life in jesus christ
0: yeah and
1: you got sour saints and they never make any convert yeah you know, sour
0: <laughs> that's sour true. saints never
1: make any conversions
0: that's true yeah um and i think we can everyone whatever their vocation can see this in their life when they have done something to take up their cross when they've when they've willingly mm-hmm. accepted something for the sake of of christ um at least looking back on it however difficult it may be at the time looking back on mm-hmm. it um you don't regret it you look back mm-hmm. on that and you and you realize that was good that mm-hmm. that was that was the that was that's the person that I want to be you know like if you mm-hmm. you know if you're uh if you've if you've chosen to to help someone you know you you could have done mm-hmm. what you were planning to do that day, but you 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 drop what you were doing to to help someone who needed your help or called you or mm-hmm. or visited someone who was lonely you know, and you look back on that later that day or the next day, you probably don't think, well, I really should have spent that time watching the news, mm-hmm, you know, right, yeah. no, you, you're, you're glad that you did. Or if right. you take time to, you know, to make a little sacrifice or fast, you know, yeah. if you, if you do that, you probably don't say, you know, I would have been so much happier looking back if I had just, mm-hmm. you know, had some more, ch- some more chocolate that day. Yeah, you know, yeah. like there, there's a sense in which I think the Holy Spirit tells you, you know, mm-hmm. that you're on the right road. Yeah. You're doing something, okay. you're doing something that's leading you to who you authentically were made to be. Right. I think uh, another point of this business of discussing
1: liberty that's important is the fact that um, the exercise of one's liberty is essential to experiencing one's own dignity as a human being. Mm. Okay, and the origin of this, it's very important to see where the origin of this is coming from, God. Mm. Because we're made in the image and likeness of God, who is free and who is loving. Mm -hmm you can't be authentically loving in a selfless manner unless you can give yourself and right. that means liberty so at the he- at the root of being human is this dignity which comes in the imitation of god's freedom and god's love now this is important i think in the present age because we have a lot of other voices that would like to look at other sources for this for to talk about liberty and end up with a hellish version of it to those who would hold it in a natural right of man, which, uh, which people can't seem to agree on. What that often turns into is a much more strict thing where it's what, uh, what you have, say, under the Constitution, mm-hmm. or the laws. You know, And that means that the only dignity you have is dignity as long as the lawgivers care to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And this, for instance, is, I think, one of the reasons why children in the womb are treated without any dignity. Right. Without any li- and are not given the chance at liberty,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay? Because, uh, because this notion of freedom is not there. You know that uh, uh, if what the state gives, the state can take away. If you look to something deep, a philosophical thing, the philosoph- philosoph- philosophers seem to be unable to agree on a ground of that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's only really when you find. Uh, in god and if you want by extension in the natural order stemming from the creation that you're going to find the possibility of an authentic and full human liberty Mm -hmm. and dignity because liberty and dignity i think are tied together in this and this is something very important for the shape of our culture and i think the moment of of cultural crisis that the church is in right now
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and as you were talking about, you know, what the state gives and what the state takes away, I was thinking of Cardinal Van Tuan, you know, who was mm-hmm. uh, um, a cardinal of a Vietnamese, uh, a Vietnamese bishop, I believe. I think he eventually became a cardinal who was had just been made a bishop um, under a communist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, government, and and was quickly put into prison. Uh, and And he had had so many visions in his mind about how he was going to start mm-hmm. building more schools right. and how he was going to encourage vocations and all these great things. And then here he was mm-hmm. in prison. And at first he thought, what a miserable tragedy, you know, that I, that I have to do this. And then he thought, you know, you know, life is made, he had this great quote, life is made of a series of moments, you know, and you, mm-hmm. can, you can try to line those moments up in a line in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, here I am in prison. I don't know how long I'll be here. Maybe I'll be here the rest of my life. And I'm going to make each moment line up and point it to Christ. And he had so little actual physical liberty. He was a prisoner mm-hmm, right. in a communist regime. Mm-hmm. But he said, "These the people in prison, this is now my flock. It's much smaller than I thought, mm-hmm. but I will do what I can. And he was able to occasionally smuggle in enough of the, the matter to celebrate mm-hmm, the yeah. Eucharist. And it's just tremendous. So so the irony is people that, that seem to have almost zero liberty,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in fact, are some of the most truly free, free. individuals mm-hmm. because um, they they give even the tiniest things that they have and as little moments that line up to point towards Christ. Mm. And you freely pick up your cross this way.
1: Mm-hmm. And you are free in that moment. Right. You're no longer a victim when you, uh, when you make this part of the path of your sanctification and the path of your service in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. where you show your love and your liberty.
0: Right, right. So that... And we see this in so many other of the saints. You know, we see this, you know, um, Edith Stein, Mm -hmm. you know, um, who um, sadly was, you know, died in a concentration Mm -hmm. camp under the Nazi regime. Um, Nevertheless, you know, she and you see this even in in other other prisoners who who died in concentration Mm -hmm. camps. They they realized that even when everything else was taken away, there was a much deeper freedom that they still had. And mm-hmm. this is not to obviously say that it doesn't matter if you take people's physical freedom mm-hmm. away that's that's absolutely wrong you know but but that there's a kind of a deeper liberty that no one can take away from
2: you
1: right and the other liberty of course um, you know you have the Nazis who also you know killed Jews also mm-hmm. killed their own mhm also killed their own all in the interest of par- development of the party development of the social ethic development of uh, a vision of the state in which, you know, the state reigns supreme and liberty is defined by the leader. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a you know, hellish thing.
0: Yeah, and and one one thing also I thought I, I think about a lot. One of my favorite points in the Gospel of Don is at the very end when Simon Peter is, uh, you know, in a sense has a chance to um, re. Profess his love for Christ after denying him three mm-hmm. times. Simon said of John, Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. And after that happens three times, Jesus says, um, When you were a young man, you went around and walked as you pleased. But when you get older, another person will dress you and lead you to a place where you do not want to go. Mm-hmm. And that was indicating the kind of death that he would undergo mm-hmm. for the sake of Christ. So you see there, on the one hand, a physical lack of liberty, someone else is going to put on some clothes and someone else is going to lead you where you don't want to go. Mm -hmm. But in a way, that fulfills exactly what Peter said that he wanted at the Last Supper. He said, Lord, I will never abandon you. You know, I will die for you. I will lay down my life for you. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, he intended uh, for that to be truly free. but, Mm -hmm. um, But Christ said, I will give you that in a different way. You'll have the liberty to bear witness to me and then you'll be truly free. Thank you for joining us today for the Dominican Dimensions. My name is Father Stephen Alcott, and I'm a friar at St. Patrick Priory in Columbus. I've been joined in the studio today by my brother in St. Dominic, Father Stephen Dominic Hayes. Let's now end in prayer, asking the intercession of St. Dominic. O light light of the the Church, church, teacher of truth, truth, rose of patience, ivory of chastity, chastity, freely you have poured forth the waters of wisdom, wisdom, creature of of grace, unite us with the blessed. Amen. Amen. Dominican Dimensions is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Dominican Dimensions and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.